What is up, all you beautiful Pokemon fans? I'm your host, Keegan, or Pokenoob. I got my two co-hosts as usual, Jill. Hello. And Ian. What's good? What is good? We got a pretty exciting episode coming up for you guys. Uh, we're going to do our normal events as planned, but the, this week we're going to do a bit of a Pokenoob showdown. Uh, we're going to do a bit of a theme deck tournament. We're going to start off with Jill and Ian when we get there, and then the winner will face me with the Galarian Surfetch deck. I'll get into what decks they're using later, but uh, how you guys doing? You guys have a good week, Ian? Yeah, so far so good. How about you, Jill? Good. I mean, I've been trying out a standard deck, the Sun of Scorch VMAX deck, and it hasn't really been going too well for me, but... Yeah. yeah, standard is definitely a hard thing to break into. Uh, Ian's going to break into that a little bit more because of a future tournament that's coming up that we're all going to try to participate in. I'm trying to get them into the standard play a little bit more. But uh, speaking of that, we're going to roll right into Poke News of the Week. All right, so this week in Pokemon News of the Week, we have a new virtual tournament announced for TCG players. It is... A digital competition, the Play Pokemon Team Challenge, which will begin on December 5th of this year, and is to set for uh, set to last for over six months. And so the registration, uh, do you have any way to link this, Keek? Just out of curiosity. Uh, yeah, I can link it in the podcast notes. All right, so we will have it linked in the podcast notes. But it is set for late November, so make sure you guys set up as soon as possible. But players must find participating stores to use the uh, to participate in the tournament itself. And the first stage of the competition, which will conclude on February 28th, 2021, so we really get to see how long this will go, will see stores hold qualifier tournaments. And the champions of those will then form a team to represent their store. Then, the store teams will compete against each other in a 3-vs-3 round-robin competition. Teams will initially battle teams from nearby locations, but can expand to national and even global competition as they progress. This elimination bracket will last until March 20th, 2021. So we're already looking at a tournament that's scheduled for you know the next 3-4 months, because then the grand final battle will take place between the top stores teams in May 2021. So... This is a long-lasting tournament, and quite a big one for any kind of Pokemon fans that have some store that they would love to represent. And for us, I believe all three of us are participating with, you said Nirvana? Nerdvana? Yeah. And so we will we will hopefully see some of you guys there, hopefully in the grand finals. Yeah, so uh, I'm in this uh, little bit of a Pokemon League online I've talked about a bit before on a past podcast, but uh, I was notified about this tournament coming up, and I was definitely thinking about getting me and Ian and Jill all into it. Um, It's standard format. Um, I know that there's going to be four tournaments held for the qualifiers for four people to make it onto that store's team, so hopefully each of us do make it onto Nerdvana's team. Uh... But yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it won't start for a little bit, so we're going to try to get some practice in, working our standard decks, but I'm really excited. Uh, Jill's over here playing Senescorch VMAX. I think I'm going to roll with Eternatus. Um, I believe Ian might do the ADP. 
but uh, not sure on that yet. Most likely. I'm a big fan of ADP. Very destructive. <laughs> We're going to need one of those OP decks for sure. <laughs> Especially with the competition going around in today's format. But yeah, uh, you got any opinions on this tournament coming up, Jill? Um, I'm actually really excited because this is the first like ever competitive thing I think I've ever done in my life. And like I said before, I've been really trying to practice with my uh, Cinescorch VMAX deck. And I mean, I feel like there's a little bit, I feel like I can, you know, adjust it a little bit to my liking. Because um, I think I basically just uh, did the most standard cards you can have in that deck. But I'm really excited. I think this is a really cool thing. Yeah, Jill and Ian are definitely not used to the standard format, so I'm kind of lending one of my decks to each of them, and we're going to just keep practicing it out, and we'll keep you updated on how we're doing with this. Uh, Sign-ups are November 27th, so we do have time, like I said, but yeah, we're all excited. It should be fun. It makes me think of like a Elite Four for real life. It sounds like a lot of fun, but uh, yeah, uh, we're going to move on to On the Hunt. Jill's got something pretty exciting today. Go ahead. Okay, so today I have actually an Instagram account. Um, the account's name is zarts underscore, uh, underscore sales, and it's spelled Z-E-I-A-R-T, and then underscore sales. And um, the owner's name is Jesse Zier. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, so sorry if I... I mess it up. But anyways, it uh, looks like they do uh, little art paintings and um, their own versions of fa your favorite cards, which is really cool. And um, you can't actually really buy them. Uh, I believe they're doing just auctions right now. So in the comments of their Instagram account, you can, I believe there's a starting price forever, and then you basically bid for what, uh, you know, how much money you're willing to spend on it. But there's some really cool ones. Um, one of my favorites is this Vulpix card on their account, and it's like a, I don't know, it looks like a melting ice cream <laughs> type thing on Vulpix, and it's a really cool card. I really like that. And then there's also other little, like, paintings on here of different Pokemon, and yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of what uh, she's doing here. I, I messaged her on Instagram not too long ago because I found the account and me and Jill were looking at some of these cards and just found them to be pretty awesome. I mean, I love the slime type drip style she has on a lot of these cards. And um, I'm actually seeing now not all of them are um, auctioned off. I see these most recent ones she put out are $8 each and they're really nice artwork just for $8. So... That alone is just awesome. I see just normal Pokemon cards, but she's painted over them, just making them look so much more cooler than they are and giving them so much more of an appeal just for like single commons and uncommons. It just really makes them pop. And then, uh, yeah, definitely check her out. That's Z-E-I art underscore sales. Yet again, that name is a little hard to pronounce, but she's doing some awesome stuff and fairly priced items here as well so definitely check that out uh you got any favorites in here ian yeah i, I assume what you were talking about was the weedle kakuna and beedrill there i really do like that that take on it where you know somebody will take an art and then 
you know, of a graphic that's already on a, an existing Pokemon card and simply be able to draw over it and just make it more interesting and appealing to the eye. It adds, you know, a type of interest that I would never give to these cards normally. And honestly, if they were the official versions, I would without a doubt keep them in a special collection because I do really like this art style. Um, and it, it would be cool if Pokemon adopted something like this. I mean, of course, it would be different for them to do so, you know, just because of like, you know, I'm sure they'd have a hard time to get it, get it in the lore. But as a fan art, it's it's perfect, in my opinion. I, I like this and, type yeah. of stuff. This stuff is actually quite famous because of uh, a popular uh, known name, Zaba Cards. But we picked this one uh, in particular just because, you know, they're working on their own. And, you know, they're doing this all by themselves. And we just found that to be very cool. Yeah, they're not under, like, one giant company. And I really do like when people do their custom art for the cards because there's a lot of different cool artists and um one thing that like zaba does have is that they give you a bunch of different artists and if you don't like a certain style i mean i've seen some really cool ones that i would like to talk about like some stained like glass cars that are like just awesome <laughs> yeah they do some crazy stuff glow in the dark stained glass metal cards but this this account in particular, I was just going to mention, it's just like an extra type of card to collect. She's got them in sleeves here. I was looking at this golden Cubone and how it's in the sleeve. So it's just like cool how you can just take a card that's not worth much and just completely redo it and just give it more value. So yeah, shout out to you. Definitely give her a follow, guys. Again, that's Z-E-I art underscore sales. Check it out. But uh, moving on with that, we're going to head into... The Royal Rumble of the Pokey Noobs, the moment you guys all have been waiting for, our TCG talk for this week. The Pokey Noob Showdown. So round one, we're going to start off with Ian versus Jill. Ian's got a Kyogre theme deck, Kyogre theme deck. It's the Unseen Depths from Cosmic Eclipse. And he's going to be facing Jill with a Inteleon theme deck from Sword and Shield. So uh, we're going to be doing this... Uh, with audio but we're also going to be posting a extra video on youtube if you guys actually wanted to check it out and view the whole battle but yeah let the tournament begin all right so ladies and gentlemen we got a very exciting matchup here two water decks both with the potential of destroying the other this is going to be a very intense match to watch here so jill's starting off she lost the coin flip giving ian the choice to go first ian goes first all right so we're playing our first uh cards for the active spot now and then we're both selecting our starting uh, or, no, I'm sorry, our bench Pokemon. By the way, neither one of us have given these uh, theme decks a, a playthrough yet, so this, this will be interesting. So I see Ian starting off with a Fioni, Fion, and Jill starting off with a Choodle. Nothing on the bench for each. Ian's placed an energy on Fioni, or Fion, and then 
it's Jill's turn. Okay, so I just put a Mantine on my bench, and I'm using a Great Ball. A cramorant. Bring that down on my bench. Got a cramorant on the bench, ladies and gentlemen. And a mantine. Jill's cooking up over here. One energy on both the actives. Piplup on the bench. Piplup up to the active spot. Add an energy to that second Piplup in the hand here, or in the deck. Whirlpool suction. So can you explain what you just did with that? The ability? reason why I used that, and that may come to bite me in the butt, <clears throat> was to force Joe, who already had an energy on the Choodle, to throw the Choodle back into her deck and pull another one of the cards out. The only problem is, is that she does have this Mantine here, which has a very good early game setup when it comes to pulling out energy cards. So, this may, Ooh, and look at that. may come She's to hurt me pretty energies. quick. Pour three water energy. Just pulling big water right now. So the uh, Fioni's ability was just switching the Pokemon? Yep, that's all it was. It was, uh, it was okay. a boss's order type move. Gotcha, I couldn't really I read, read it. I read it incorrectly. I didn't know it would discard the card. I thought I could do it once yeah. every... I mean, so it's every... discarded, it's not in the deck? Uh, actually... I should have paid attention. I think it may have just been shuffled back into the deck, to be honest, because I didn't read the word discard the whole time. I've never used this deck, so there's a lot of cards that I haven't actually seen. I know. Same with Joe, though. At least you guys are on a fair ground. on Puku Nuku. That is one crazy name. Puku Nuku? I've never heard of that. Yeah, I do like its uh, attack where you have to play rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I'm going to evolve Piplup into Friendplup here. I'm going to uh -oh. place a side up down onto the, the deck here as well. Put 
put my poor little sad boy Sobble down. I'm gonna put another energy on Yantine. And we're gonna hit Pipwell with a Wave Slash, which does 60 damage, which should kill him. And Jill takes the first prize card on Piplup. Gonna go with the Psyduck here. Gonna put an energy on Priplup. Prinplup. And then another How card here. So Ian's building up the Primplup. He's got two energies on the back. Also with Payuku Muku with one. Psyduck up there looking a little uh, confused. He's always looking a little confused. It's interesting though. <laughs> Be nice to know what's going on in Psyduck's mind, that's for sure. And with that, I'm going to finish my turn. It's really depressed. What was it, the uh, Sun and Moon show? He gets really anxious. Or no, that's the Detective Pikachu movie. He freaks out for some reason, I think. Uh, I don't know. He doesn't He's... like loud noises or something. I don't In know. every show and movie, Psyduck seems to have a very short fuse to him. So, Psyduck always seems to freak out when the smallest of things happen. That's why whoever the owner is that owns the Psyduck, whoever the trainer is, always tries and keeps Psyduck as cool, calm, and collected as possible. Okay, well... Psyduck. Poor Psyduck. He's just losing his fuse right now. I think he is building up um, his Prinflop right now, which I'm a little nervous because... I'm also going to place down the Kyogre here. His direct dive does 100 damage to one of your bench Pokemon. So Jill's taking the lead here. all of my... But Ian is about to make some moves. Up. I'm going to play the Lily card. Pull a couple extra cards here. And then I will be doing the direct dive right onto Sobble here. Ooh, and just deleting Sobble from the game. Ian takes a prize card. Poor Sob. Slowing Jill's down Jill's Inteleon build here. Yeah. Um... Energy. I don't know. And the thing that sucks about this deck is I don't know what cards evolve into what. So. Well, you can always right-click them and see if you can zoom up. It'll tell you. I mean, that's the basic. He evolves, and I'm. I believe Chudel just goes straight into Dreadnought. Yeah, he does. And then you got Sable, Drizzile, and Teleon. Krabby Kingler. So I'm going to do. I have all of these different things I can use right now. So I'm going to use a wave splash on Crinplup. Just hitting that Crinplup for damage. 60 damage. <laughs> she must already have energy. She's got a plan in the head. A close start so far. I'll be adding an energy on the Kyogre. And what I'm going to be doing is throwing in the Cynthia here so I can get a nice little reshuffle of my hand. 
Okay, okay. Ian's taking a new hand. Does he like what he sees? I do like what I sees. Okay. Alright, with that I will end my turn. Okay, okay. No attacks. Okay, so I'm putting an energy down on Cheetle and I want to do anything yet. So I'm going to Wave Splash Crimclub, which kills him. Or I'm Jill sorry, knockout. What is a two prize card lead over Ian, killing Plup for another wave splash of 60 damage. So now I'll play Kyogre. I'll play the Viridian Forest card. Which I will then use to discard one of these. Run away. Oops. Did I risk misread that? think you just put an energy down, right? Oh, uh, Force yeah, for some, odd, to, for some yeah. odd reason it immediately made me click on the card when I placed that one down, so I was a little bit confused there. Oh, you gotta click on it because it's a stadium. You have to kind of choose when you want to use it. It doesn't just start using it. Yeah, it, it, it's just weird. As soon as I clicked on it, it made me choose an energy to put on it. And I was a little gotcha. confused by that. I'm gonna go with the high water move here. Which will then Ian stacking up four energies on his active Kyogre. Kyogre. Is it Kyogre or Kyogre? I always believe that it's Kyogre. Alright, we'll go with that. But it might be Kyogre, since Pokemon's Japanese and Kyogre sounds a lot like Kyodo and Ogre combined. So I could be wrong here. I always, True. I always thought Kyogre sounded better. What will Jill do to So I'm counting I'm using Kyogre. the stadium card and pulling out an energy just so my deck can get shuffled. Jill using Ian's Viridian Forest out here. I'm gonna change up the card. How do Put I? the uh, card again. <laughs> I was like, I don't want this one. I want to do this one. So I'm going to put Krabby down onto my. Jill has thrown Krabby down onto the bench along with Cramorant and Choodle. Mantine is making... Oh, she used an energy switch. Switched it over to Krabby. And... She's holding off on the Oh, wait. Doesn't seem like she wants to retreat or grab energy. I know, I, I realized I could have retreated, so I'm kinda. I think I'm gonna play the Psyduck here and capitalize on the 
failed to retreat from Jill. I'm gonna go with the Swirling oh. Waves and knock out this Mantine. The man Swirling team. Waves takes out the little Mantine. Okay, so Ian down to four prize cards left. Jill one ahead with three. It's a pretty close game so far. So I'm going to put up Krabby. Mr. Krabby up in action. And I am going to put up. Oh, and that Krabby's evolving, baby. Right into a Kingler. King Crab. Jill is studying the Kyogre here, realizing <laughs> what she's up against. I know, I'm, I'm trying to think of how I can do this. Going for the Claw Rend. And a Claw Rend for 90 damage, passing it over to Ian's turn. 40 health left on the Kyogre. 40 health and 4 energies. I'll place the own down, evolve the Psyduck into Gold Duck. Oh! Well, got a blue duck up in here. I don't like how Gold Duck looks. Kinda looks like a lizard. Don't, yeah, I don't like how he has legs and claws. He's almost like a dinosaur, but he looks like a bird. It looks like He's the Inteleon knockoff. Well, I guess Inteleon's <laughs> the Golduck knockoff, dude. So I discarded the Empoleon card, since my two entryways into getting Empoleon out on the field is now gone. And happens. I put an energy onto Golduck after evolving him, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to go with the Swirling Waves onto Kingler here to knock him out. Kingler is out of the game. Ian tying it up. Three prize cards to three prize cards. It's getting spicy, guys. We're halfway through, and it's evenly matched still. Ian's got a bit more backup on the bench, but can Jill make a play out of here that will save her from this pickle? I'm going to... She is getting rid of all those cards in her hand. I'm over it. Wow. And she can. Ooh. So Jill using an ordinary rod here, grabbing both two energies and two Pokemons back from her discard and putting them into her deck. Hopefully the choices she makes will help her out in this battle. Okay, so... The little choodle knocks out Kyogre, Kyogre, taking another prize card, bringing her up in the match. Two to three. 
Alright, so I'm gonna place Piplup down. I think I made a mistake putting Empoleon in the discard. I didn't think there'd be three of each Piplup and Primplup, but it's not my third Piplup card, so... I've never used a... It up. Never used a theme deck before, so I'm really not used to the three... Yeah, I mean, they're basic. usually basic. They try to hook you up with things to at least get two or so of those evolutions. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to attach an energy to Gold Duck. Then I'm going to use Fionn's Whirlpool Suction. So now Jill will have to switch the Trudel out. And Jill chose the Cramorant to throw in. Go with the Cramorant. 110 health. I'm going to use the Viridian Forest, the Forest and get rid of this other Gold Duck card I have. And I'm gonna do a nice little energy loop attack here for 80 damage. Okay. Cramorant down to 30 health in Jill's active spot. It is now her turn. She's up by one here, but will she have what it takes to kill the Gold Duck? Or knock it out? I'm sorry, fans who don't like the thought of Pokemon dying. using a great ball thinking of what she should take she chose the dreadnought striking 130 health massive turtle boy to Cramorant only to retreat him out for Dreadnought she uses a hop to draw three there using a vice bite for 90 damage putting Golduck down to 20 it is now Ian's turn can he catch up in prize cards here he is one he has one more prize card than I do so Jill is taking the lead it's definitely still a close one anybody's game at this point pickle here. The pickle has been moved to Ian. I guess the only play I have is to do another energy loop here. So Ian's forced to energy loop Dreadnought, putting him down to 40 health. Can Jill finish up the gold duck here?
putting an energy onto Dreadnought, giving him the use of that jaw lock. And she says, screw the vice by, we're jaw locking this duck. Jill down to one prize card. It's getting a little scary for Ian. I do believe that is a GG for me. Can the Paiuku Muku bring it back here, Paiku? No. <laughs> I cannot actually do a move this turn. I just want to say I really love the Sable coin that this comes with because he looks so sad. That's not a good reason. But to I mean, love no, it. he's just like he's like, oh no. Are you gonna win? Are you not? I don't know. With that, I say GG. And that is a win for Jill. She's gonna finish it off with a jaw lock, killing that Payuku Muku. And it was a good game. I would say losing those Empoleons definitely uh, brought you back a little too. If you had another chance. Both of us not knowing what these decks have in them. I think that was, you know, I was getting a little nervous there. Yeah, so good job, Jill. Jill is going to move on to the final round against my Galarian Surfetched theme deck. I don't know if you're ready for this, Jill. I, I don't know. Alright, so the game is starting between me and Jill. She's going to be going first. I see she's got a Cramorant and a Krabby out, and I was only able to pull a Pseudo Wudo. I'm not worried. I like his first move. Not a bad setup there. Alright, Jill's placing an energy on the old Cramorant. Okay, I'm going to put an energy on Sudowoodo here. Um, I'm going to use a Sonya to get two basics out. We're gonna call in my boy Stonejourner and my boy Galarian Farfetched. I do like Stonejourner. Yeah, he's like a Stonehenge. I also like the. I don't even know. I don't even want to try to pronounce it. Stakataka. 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 I'm going to use a double draw. Get two cards. Stakataka. Is he in this deck? Stakataka? No. Hopefully he's not in either one of your decks. Yeah, I was about to say. I do have one. Yeah, he has no right being in a theme deck. Is he deck an ultra you? beast? Yeah. Yes. Jill's hmm. throwing out the Choodle. Dreadnought did seem to make some big plays in the last game there. Ouch, just splashing my stones here. Okay, I'm gonna throw down a Diglet. I'm going to 
gonna put an energy on Farfetched, retreat out the Pseudo Wudo, and I'm gonna go for this Rock Smash here. If I flip a heads, I do 30 more damage to that 10. There we go, that's 40 damage. How you like that, bird? You're both birds. Oh yeah. But I'm a bird with a big old piece of leek. I'm a wild duck Pokemon. Brave warriors. Thick, tough leeks. Cramorant could just eat Surfarfetch, though. Oh wait, yeah. that isn't the Surfarfetched card. It's just the regular Farfetch. This is a Cramorant is so strong that it can knock out some opponents in a single hit. But it also may forget what it's battling mid-fight. Alright, so you're hurting my stones again. Um, I'm going to use my bead here. Put an energy on the stone guy. I'm going to go... Uh, I'm put an energy on Farfetch'd. Do a little bit of a pierce. Not gonna risk it for the extra 30. Just gonna get that 30 base damage there with the pierce. And Dreadnought's already out. I'm kinda scared. Say my best counter is probably my stones. She's throwing down another energy on that guy. Okay, okay. And he's out. Wow. And a vice spite just one-shotting my bird. Okay. Okay. Um... Alright, getting my boy out. I'm gonna risk these energies. Your boy? Yeah, my, my tree boy. He's an imitation mm. Pokemon. I'm gonna get another stone boy out. I'm gonna evolve Diglett into Dugtrio. Mm. And we will just... Double draw. I'm a little worried, boys, I will say. Dreadnought is nothing to mess with. Jill definitely took the smart route by just focusing one Pokemon. For these theme deck battles. Using a pokey kid. You already got a full bench, though. Oh. Thought that was basics. Oh, and she went with the jaw lock. Okay. Okay. 
we're gonna have to do the Doug Trio risk here. So he has a move, if I flip a coin and get a heads, I prevent all damage. So hopefully I can spare some turns with that. So I'm gonna draw some cards with Hop here. Hopefully I get something. Eh, got another Farfetch'd. See what I can get with this great ball. We're gonna whip out the big old hippo. Hippopotas, hippopotas, hippo. And then we're gonna go for heads, 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 heads. Let's go. So we're immune for this turn. Definitely will save me a turn. Jill is evolving another Trudel back there. Was that a Sobble evolution too? Did you get Drizzile out? So yeah. I'm a little scared right now. Jill's taking the lead here by two. So I can't even really do anything. Haha! <laughs> Deflected. Okay. Um... We're gonna upgrade into Big Bird with a sword. Start trying to stack them. Yeah, I need that. Try to draw some cards here, get something useful. Okay, we got the Hippo Don. The ultimate hippo. And we're gonna go for that dig again. Give me another heads, give me another heads, give me another heads. Ugh, not looking good for Doug Trio right now. Okay. Crap. Lord have mercy. Doug Trio is knocked out. Jill's taking a three lead now. I don't like this one bit. Um... What do I have besides Pierce? Screw it, that's all I got. I'm gonna Pierce Dreadnought for 40, putting him to 100. He's got 30 health left, but might be able to one-shot me here. I believe, did you use your jaw lock last turn? Mm, yeah. Wait. Wow. Okay. I thought this deck would have <laughs> a bit more of a chance here. Okay, um... Crap. That's all I got. Oh. 
Uh, Jill putting my hippo down to 20 health. And, um... Kind of wishing Kyogre had 150 here. I would have liked to survive one of those jaw locks. Ah, <laughs> uh, I didn't know I had turbo patches in here. At least I can get rid of this nerd, but... I don't know if that's gonna help me, because she has another one. Woohoo! I've taken my first prize card. It almost card. seems as though the Dreadnought is the prize card of this theme deck and not really Inteleon. I know. Well, what's Inteleon do here? 100 damage for 2 energies. That's mm. not bad. But, uh... The damage on Dreadnought is just... annoying at this point. And he keeps you from retreating the very next turn. Yeah. So, very, very rip. strong card indeed. Okay, um... So if I don't get a bead... Ah, uh, yeah, no bead. Uh-oh. Well, Is this GG territory key? I have... Yeah, I don't think I have anything else, let me see. Is yeah, Joe going to be the Poke Noob champion? Well, ladies and gentlemen, oh, no. Jill is our Pokemon theme deck champion for this episode. Go ahead and jaw lock me away. I'm telling you, Jill definitely this. sat there and studied her card deck for a couple hours. Put in the work <laughs> for any and every counter that could Keegan come her will, way. Keegan will tell you. I just was like, eh, I'll just play it. I believe it. And, and you played well, it. That was a devastating defeat. Really well. A lot less exciting well, than our first at match. At the end, but... I didn't draw lock. I switched Inteleon in because I feel like if I'm gonna play an Inteleon deck, I might as well actually play Inteleon. Finishing it off with one is and... the best thing to do. <laughs> so good job, Jill. Um, you gotta give us some final words. You know, you got bragging rights now. You're the theme deck champ. Let's if hear something. If you don't end it with GG easy, um, I'm gonna be sad. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I honestly was a little nervous, uh, kind of, at first with Ian, but like, but you were easy. You know, I just kind of saw my option, and then Keegan, it was just devastating. <laughs> I don't think I ever won against Keegan with him just having five prize cards left at the end. It's usually a pretty close game, and when we play theme decks, it's either been he wins or I win and it's very close it's like one prize card each yeah me and Jill we already know a little bit about the Surfetch deck too because of we have a battle academy set and we've thrown that into there with the family game so not that we, I'm paying attention to it you know <laughs> I thought it would do a lot better so congratulations Jill you took it for this week theme deck champ right here but uh that'll conclude tcg talk guys we're gonna take a little break and we'll be right back what's up guys Now we're going to get into some card openings. 
yet again, shout out to Jill for winning that epic tournament to the death. Uh, yeah, she uh, really brought it home there. But uh, she's going to start off. She's got a pack of Darkness Ablaze. And then I'm going to end it with a Evolutions pack. Wow, this one opened up so much easier than any of the other packs I opened. Oh, no what code So I'm going to read... Uh, go with the fire energy right before you do the that. The grass. Code for Darkness Ablaze. It's 7GKCXMNQ7WPB. Okay, and you're saying electric and. No, fire and grass. Oh, fighting energy. Shout out to Sir Fetched. So a we got thing, a Leron, a Simipore, a Spikema. Yeah, the first time I've seen this actually. A Bunsweet, a Dunsparce. 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 Sorry. <laughs> Electric. Galarian, Mister Mime. Nice. There you go, Keegan. You need Mad one of party. those. Uh, a Grimer, a Reverse Hollow Larvitar, and a Vikavolt V. Ah, I knew it. Nice, Vikavolt. I yeah. guess wrong. Oh, and that's you nice. Big. That's a good card. Yeah. yeah good so uh, one step. Come on, let's go. All right. What's the health on that? Two ten. Two ten V card. Me. All right. So I'd have to pull the Hollow Charizard here. To win you better it hope you get a VMAX. Yeah. Well, I can't. I got evolutions. Uh, I gotta pull a hollow Charizard here. Alright, so there's no energy in this one, but uh, the code is WPD2NQHPCJ4VZ. Starting off with a Charmeleon. Oh, Steel Energy. By the way, did you already say it? Well, there's not really an energy in evolution. Oh, uh, I keep random. forgetting with the evolutions. Yeah. But still, steel. If it's in there, yeah, steel. Venusaur Spirit Link. Got an energy energy retrieval. Ponita. Ooh, a Pikachu with the yellow cheeks. I think I have a red cheek Pikachu. Yellow cheek peak. Yellow cheek peak. Uh, Poliwag. Caterpie. Got a Diglett with the cool 3D graphic. A Reverse Hollow Magmar, that's pretty. And just a normal Doug Trio, the guys that failed me in my theme deck. So yeah, Jill takes this one, Vikavolt V for sure. But yeah, definitely I cool, really cool. do like this card. Today I... is Jill's day. I know. So yeah, those are our cards for this week. Uh, Get those codes, guys. Use them online. Have some fun with them. But we're going to roll into the next segment of the day. We got What Did Jirachi Do This Week? Jill, you want to start us off? Um, well, he got his rabies shots today. And, yeah, I mean, he's pretty tired right now. So, oh, my God, and we got him weighed. He weighed 17 pounds. And I don't believe Chunky that. Boy. He doesn't look like he's 17 pounds, but he's so heavy when you lift him up. Yeah, I don't know if our vet got it off or whatnot, but 
Last time we went, he was 10, and that wasn't that long ago, and now he's big old 17. I know, and How old is he at this point? Almost six months. His birthday's uh, May 27th, so... Yeah, he was so. born May 27th. Yeah, so uh, not much for uh, what did Jirachi do this week. We went over to Jill's mom's for dinner the other night, and he was hanging out there at uh, her new house, actually. It's really nice. And, uh, yeah, we did go to the vet today. He got his rabies shot, so he's definitely taking it easy today, chilling out, sleeping right now. He was hanging out with me in the kitchen earlier after we got home, and you could tell he just wasn't feeling it. He just went in the crate on his own. But yeah, that was uh, what did Jirachi do this week? Man's definitely gaining some weight, and uh, we're going to have to watch over that. But uh, going into our uh, second to last segment of the day, we got Gotta Catch Em All Pokemon Products, where we all hunt out a product by Pokemon and talk about it. And we're going to start off with Ian. He's got something uh, pretty cool here. So what do you got? Alright, for this week's Pokemon product, I went with uh, yet another plushie. So, for this week, I went with the Toxtricity Low-Key Form Poke Plush. It's approximately 15 inches. But the reason why I chose this plushie is because it ties for my favorite Pokemon in the Sun and Moon, oops, the Sword and Shield series of Pokemon, uh, along with Dragapult. But... The main thing that I like about this Pokemon is the fact that he does have two forms that come with the different, uh, I'm probably saying this wrong, it's not personalities, it's, uh, I think it's traits. Basically, the different traits of the Pokemon that you can have in the game, uh, half of them go low-key and half of them go, I believe it's high-key, it might have a different name for it. It would make sense if it were high-key and low-key, but I could be wrong on that. But my favorite is the low-key form. I've now gotten five Toxtricities in the game through catching or breeding, and all of them have been the high-key form. So I'm really still looking forward to getting the blue and purple version of Toxtricity. There's no real difference from what I understand. However, it, he just looks cooler, especially, in my opinion, if you are able to, and lucky enough, to find a shiny version of him. That is 10 out of 10 there in terms of creation. I, I feel like, especially with the whole lore and what Toxtricity does, you know, playing the guitar on his, uh, his cysts there, his toxic cysts, which I believe the lore is, is that he, he messes with those and they pop out with toxic ooze could be wrong there but i, I believe that's, that's what graphic. it is it's a little graphic yeah but that's uh that's why he's toxic and electricity so i i think it's really interesting so that's that's why i ended up choosing this and it's not the cheapest however i think it is worth it i don't know if you uh saw the description here but i thought it was pretty funny it says this is the more chill form of toxicity he's low-key relaxed ready to hang out and just generally vibing so yeah Normally i was gonna say is... i was gonna say he looks kind of sad but i guess it's just because he's chilling out yeah that, that that seems to just be his face i guess they did that just to show off his fangs a little bit more oh uh, yeah because he, he does have those and uh 
I mean, Toxtricity always comes out as a uh, a chill, vibey type Pokemon, but I guess the low key form is even more. So. Yeah, I guess high key is just going ham on that guitar, hitting Another a nice solo. Exactly. Another part of that description is plenty of punk rock attitude, so that's always nice. Oh yeah. Punk rock it up. Do you actually know how to get the low key form, or is it random? Yeah, so what it, what I was just saying is that there's certain traits for the Pokemon. Again, I could be using the wrong word. So what, what could end up happening here is that depending on the trait of the Toxel you get, when it evolves, it could either be in the high key or the low key form. And again, I'm not 100% sure if it's high key or not. But the thing is, is that technically it is random because you can't see the traits of the Pokemon uh, before it hatches or before you catch it, that being the Toxel. But once you evolve, or once you once you catch it, you can look at the trait and immediately determine whether or not, as long as you know which ones evolve into either of the two forms, you can then come to a conclusion on whether or not he will be high-key or low-key form. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So Jill, you got any opinions on this Toxtricity? Um, I like all the plushies, so, yeah, I just have a love for anything that's Fast. like that. <laughs> so, uh, what did you bring to the table this week? Um, for this week, I, it's actually technically three products, but I'm gonna talk about it, like, one product, and it's from the Japanese Pokemon store. It's a trainer card collection, and it has Hop, Needy, and Marnie. And they come with, um, a, these are again all Japanese packs. They come with a pack of Infinity Zone, a pack of Astonishing Volpackle, and a pack of uh, Explosive Walker, and a pack of Legendary Herpes. And then it comes with a uh, four pocket card storage binder of 10 pages and a collector's guide. Which I think is really cool. Um, each one, each of the trainer has um, like a picture of them. I mean, Marnie is sitting on her bed with Merpika. Hop is studying uh, while being watched by Sonia. She's up in the corner there. And Edie is just in his bed looking where by his bed or somewhere looking at his trainer shirt, I believe. And, um, yeah, it comes out on the Japanese Pokemon Center November 20th, uh, which is soon. It comes out to 1,800 yen, which is about 20 US dollars. So it's like getting a standard, uh, box here, here. And yeah, I think it's really cool i mean i don't know i like i really like the stuff that the japanese um pokemon center comes out with and sometimes i even forget that they actually carry a lot of different stuff that uh the uh u.s pokemon center doesn't have so no just i really i like it i like trainers i really like the trainers and um sword and shield actually yeah, I thought this was something interesting. Definitely something new that I haven't seen since my start with Pokemon this year. But um, I was going to say, if you do have a personal favorite 
supporter trainer card that you really like to use? I mean, I really like the Marnie cards. I got most of the Marnie products from Japan and uh, my area here, but it's just a really cool product. You get a really nicely designed binder that you can show off to your friends and then a hollow card that's sp supposedly signed by them. I mean, obviously they're not real people, but I think the signatures are cool and it's just a really fun idea. What do you think about this, Ian? Uh, I, I mean, I I like it. It's it's just generally really cool. Uh, the the style, it it, it impresses me. I, I guess that's the best word to, it, to describe it. it. It really, really comes off cool and interesting to me. I, I'm not sure how else to really talk on that, but yeah, I, I, mean, I really do like it. Definitely a nice collector's item, as we like yeah. to talk about here. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, and moving into another collector's piece, my product of the week. Uh, nothing to do with the trading card game as I usually do, but I've actually chosen this backpack. It's a new uh, backpack on the Pokemon Center website, but it's a pin trader backpack, and basically, it's a nice, like, leather backpack, but it's got, like, holes everywhere, so you can lay out all your pins, because I know everybody has a ton of pins from all the boxes boxes they've bought. So, yeah, I just thought this was a really cool product just to, you know, put them somewhere. I have mine all in a tin right now, so it would be cool to kind of, you know, get two uses from one item carry stuff in it all your pokemon cards in there while also flexing those pins on there so i thought that was a really cool product uh they did a collaboration with a brand called loungefly i'm not familiar with them but if you guys know them and they make cool backpacks check this backpack out too because i think it's a pretty cool product yeah i like that it has um that has the clear because I, I was looking at it at first i was like how does it how do the um, pins not like come off or people steal up, but it has a clear pocket now. And not only does it have a bottom part where you can put the pins, but the Pokeball that's on the bag too, um, comes out as I saw. And you put your pins on and it slides, so it's behind like a plastic, clear plastic thing. So you have two different spaces where you can put your pins on, which I think is really cool. Yeah, so if you're a pin trader, go check out this bag because it's going to keep your pins secure. Night right on that bag, and if they happen to fall off, you know they're going to fall into the bag because it's got a nice, you know, pin shield on it, too. But, uh, yeah, those that was Gotta Catch Em All Pokemon products for this week. We're going to move into our last segment of the day, uh, Pokemon Trivia. Last week, we asked you guys um, to avoid any troubles with lawsuits. The creators changed this Pokemon's name from Blank to Vulpix. So Vulpix's original name before they actually chose that one was Foxfire. They uh, decided not to go with that because they thought it might come in trouble with uh, Firefox, the internet browser. So they just played it safe and gave it a more original name. Um, this week's Pokemon trivia, it's a bit more of a simple question. Maybe one you guys can have more fun guessing, but it's a, it is, what is the most common type of Pokemon? You know, we know all the types, all the energies. Which Pokemon out there has the most? Which type? So that'll wrap it up for Pokemon Trivia this week. Um, before we end the show, guys, I just want to thank you all for listening. 
If you want to leave any emails, you can email us at pokeypodcastmon at gmail.com. That's P-O-K-E podcast M-O-N at gmail.com. We'll answer your emails on the show. Um, we also have our website at anchor.fm slash pokeynoobpodcast. Definitely check us out there. All our platforms are on there. Spotify, Apple, uh, YouTube might be on there, I'm sure. But, you know, give us a review. Let us know what you think. You know, we'll try to appeal to you guys the best we can. And also, before we end it, I just wanted to mention our code for From Calico's Etsy shop is still remaining till the end of November. Make sure to go check out her products. You can use code POKENOOB to get 10% off your complete order. So definitely check that out. Um, before we actually wrap it up, do you guys want to say anything, Jill? Um, I really enjoyed this week, and I'm glad we did something different other than just talking about cards and stuff. And something, to me, that feels a little bit more engaging. And uh, Yeah, I, I really had a fun week. Definitely, it was definitely more exciting to get into some games this week. How about you, Ian? I'm not going to let Jill win next time. Facts. She definitely destroyed us. Definitely destroyed us. So, uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Um, We're going to see you guys next week. Have a good one.